When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast for the solo edition. I'm your host, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JCDeLeon1, but let's go ahead and jump into it because I don't know about you, I just had an incredible time watching the Lakers, admittedly, in the second half. I missed the first half of the game. I was watching Cocaine Bear. It was a lot of fun. Don't worry about it. But when the movie was over, the first thing I did was pull out my phone, almost kind of dreadingly, open up Twitter. I follow, I look at all the guys I follow who write about Lakers, Lakers Nation, Trevor Lane, Anthony Irwin, Harrison Fagan, our account when Ethan tweets from it. Almost kind of dreading, like, what what is what effort are the Lakers really putting forth? Like what's what's really going on in this game? And I see nothing but but positivity. And then I pull up the score, and the Lakers are only up by three at halftime. But I mean, it's still a pretty positive note. I look at the numbers. Uh, I don't know that D'Angelo Russell is injured at this point, but um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm encouraged by what I see, and then I'm worried about the third quarter because I got home right when the third quarter started. And typically that's sort of when things kind of derail for this Lakers team. But in that third quarter, you've got LeBron James leading things off with a three. You've got Austin Reeves scoring 10 points in the quarter. He was projected to score seven and a half points for the game. I took that over because I felt like it was a free square on prize picks. And sure enough, Anthony, Anthony Austin Reeves, Way over the seven and a half points. He scored 17 for the night. But more importantly, the most outstanding statistic for this night is the number 25. 25 points for Malik Beasley. He was your leading scorer for the night. 25 points combined for Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Together, they shot eight for 25. But it didn't matter because everyone contributed. Even with the injury of D'Angelo Russell, which happened in the first quarter, you've still got De- Dennis Schroeder, who I've told you time and time again, I've got plenty of faith in on this team with this coach to run this offense. And now that he's admitted that he's perfectly okay with going to the bench and running the second unit, the second unit, who, by the way, and you've got Rui Hachimura, whose role has sort of, been diminished a little bit since he came on and I know when he was first traded to the Lakers it seemed like he was going to have a much bigger role and that role seems to have been reduced a little bit but he's still an important unit or an important piece for the second unit you've got Austin Reeves who we've talked about who we've talked about incessantly throughout the show and for the past two years we love Austin Reeves 
Dennis Schroeder, who just mentioned, Mo Bamba. Here's the interesting final piece of the second unit is Troy Brown. Because Lonnie Walker has fallen completely out of the rotation. And Lonnie Walker, who in the last episode you heard me mention, it was actually a low-key great three-point shooter. Shoots 37% for the season. Fallen completely out of the rotation. The Lakers are now with this fully healthy lineup, 2-0. Lonnie Walker is obviously the odd man out, as is Wenyan Gabriel over Troy Brown. Is Troy Brown a better basketball player than Lonnie Walker? I don't think so. But is he a better fit for what that second unit needs? Oh, yeah. Much better fit. Troy Brown rebounds. He shoots. Doesn't shoot as solidly as Lonnie Walker, but he does everything else. And, you know, among all the new pieces, I can't talk glowingly enough about Jared Vanderbilt, the piece I knew maybe the least about. Didn't know anything about his game. I knew Malik Beasley was a good catch and shooter. I knew D'Angelo Russell's history. I knew his capability of the team. Mo Bamba, obviously, I knew because I was rooting for him to become a Laker in the first place. But Jared Vanderbilt, I did not see coming. I did not see basically a younger version that's some kind of a weird combination of Draymond Green and Patrick Beverly. Except Jared Vanderbilt doesn't seem to talk as much as Patrick Beverly. Or Draymond Green. He just puts forth the effort. And that effort is infectious. He runs all over the court. He grabs, goes after every rebound. I saw him tonight shoot a three from the corner, shoot a three from the corner baseline, and then try to get the offensive rebound on the other side of the paint near the free throw line. That kind of effort is crazy. And I saw him do it. I'm just so ecstatic with the moves that the Lakers have made. It's such an immensely different team. Even with the fact that D'Angelo Russell got injured tonight. And tonight, basically, let's look at what the Lakers were playing with. They were playing with Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Rui Hachimura, and Mo Bamba as far as the new pieces. And really what the Lakers have done is just addition by subtraction. You take away... Juan Toscano Anderson, you take away um, Damian Jones, you take away Westbrook, you take away Beverly, you take away none. You basically take away the pieces that weren't shooting very well, and what you have now is you have gravity. You have gravity outside that three-point line, which creates space. Even with Mo Bamba, who finally hit some threes tonight, on offense, he creates that space for, for driving and kicking. The Lakers are actually now a true drive-and-kick team, which, quite honestly, Russell Russell Westbrook on this team might have actually been successful. But, I mean, if he was on this team, you wouldn't have had D'Lo and Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. So that would have been an impossibility. But the spacing that Mo Bamba brings in that second unit is outstanding. And... I know it's a silly thing to talk about garbage time, but the way that teams score in this league, the way that teams tend to give up leads, garbage time, when you have as much of it as the Lakers did tonight, which is nearly eight minutes of garbage time, that can be important. And the Lakers have maybe the best garbage time lineup in the league now. You got Lonnie Walker 
came in. He played maybe eight minutes. Eight minutes Lonnie Walker played, and he scored ten points. Shot four for seven, two for three from three. Winion Gabriel, well, he didn't really do anything. Rui Hachimura shined in the garbage time. Davon Reed hit a free throw. Like, this team is so deep. So deep. And depth has really been the key to the most successful of LeBron James teams. I'm so happy with the depth. So let's fully look at the numbers. So we talked about Mo Beasley scoring 25. He went 9 for 16, shot 7 for 11 from threes. There was an interesting stat I saw. I already forgot who posted it. But the most threes hit by a Laker in a game this season is LeBron with 9, then LeBron with 8, and then Malik Beasley with 7, then Malik Beasley with 6. Malik Beasley's been a Laker for 6 games. Like, it's crazy how good of a shooter he is and the kind of gravity that he brings to this starting lineup. Anthony Davis only scored 12 points, shot 3 for 5. I mentioned that 8 for 25 that combined Anthony Davis and LeBron James shot. It's because LeBron shot 5 for 20 and Anthony Davis shot 3 for 5. Anthony Davis, for what it's worth, though, three baskets, scored 12 points. <laughs> Went six for eight from the free throw line. Uh, 12 rebounds for Anthony Davis, nine rebounds, eight assists for LeBron James. So still a LeBron James-type game, but 26 minutes for, Le- for LeBron, 25 minutes for Anthony Davis. That's outstanding. Jared Vanderbilt. He's going to be another one of those guys that I love. You're not going to look at his stat line and think anything he did was outstanding or even really all that impactful. Four points, nine rebounds, two assists. Missed his only three-point attempt. But, man, his defense is outstanding. His energy is infectious. Plus 16 in the plus-minus. Which, incidentally, Anthony Davis is only plus five. LeBron James plus 22. How about our boy Austin Reeves? Plus 10. That's what we like to see. D'Angelo Russell played eight minutes, like we said, scored two points, but had four rebounds, three assists in the eight minutes. Dennis Schroeder filled in nicely, scoring 13 points, six assists, four for seven. Played 27 minutes. He probably wouldn't have played quite that many minutes had uh, D'Lo not been injured. Austin Reeves, our boy. 17 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 6 for 6, didn't miss a shot, 4 for 4 from free throw, 18 minutes for him, 2 steals, <laughs> uh, Mo Bamba, Mo Bamba, 10 points, 13 rebounds, he did a lot of that in garbage time, um, 2 for 4 from 3, pretty good night for him. Troy Brown. Troy Brown is probably, yeah, I mean, he didn't do much. He made it, He made a three-point attempt, and every time Troy Brown makes a three-point attempt, I'm just, I'm grateful that Rob Polinka didn't somehow manage to lose him among all of the pieces and the trades that were done. But figure if you'd have lost Troy Brown, then Lonnie Walker would be getting his minutes. So they'd have been fine there, which all kind of leads me to, 
the type of season that we're the the type of season that we're in in the NBA season. NBA buyout season. NBA buyout season is the type of thing that gets fans really excited because there's some important names that teams can add. But ultimately, if you really think about the kind of impact that these type of players have, it's it's fairly minimal. And the Lakers do have an open roster spot. They have managed to construct reconstruct the roster so well and that they have an open roster spot without having to cut anybody who you're going to be sad about having to cut. And there are some huge names out there available. I mean, you've got Carmelo Anthony, DeMarcus Cousins, Isaiah Thomas, Serge Ibaka, John Wall, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kemba Walker, Alfred Payton, Will Barton, Stanley Johnson, RJ Hampton, Wayne Ellington, so many names. But do the Lakers even really need to fill that last roster spot? I don't think they do. Given how the Lakers have played in the last two games with this fully healthy lineup, and you know, you figure D'Angelo Russell is going to be day to day with that ankle. The x rays were negative, thankfully, but that's just going to give more minutes to Dennis Schroeder. And if anything, maybe Lonnie Walker kind of steps up to fill in the void of a two guard, maybe give Austin Reeves more minutes, fill Lonnie Walker into that slot. Like the Lakers have lineup options now. And and one of the biggest things that we've seen since the trading deadline is how much better the rotations are being. Like, I don't know who got in Darvin Ham's ear about his rotation, but his rotations are infinitely better. Infinitely. So, I mean, with the buyout market, I just don't really think the Lakers need anything. I think, I think the most interesting name as far as like fit, and what the Lakers might need in a given scenario in the playoffs. I do like the idea of Carmelo Anthony. Picture the last 90 seconds of a quarter. Maybe you're down eight. You want to try to get it down to four. You need Basically, you need a couple of quick buckets. And Carmelo Anthony will give you a couple of quick buckets. You know, I don't think the Lakers need a backup big and Demarcus Cousins. So if they you don't need dark if you don't need Demarcus Cousins, you definitely don't need Dwight Howard. Isaiah Thomas is interesting in, with the idea of like maybe you need maybe you need buckets, but Isaiah Thomas isn't going to give you the complete package as far as rebounding and defense the way Carmelo Anthony could. Same thing if you need buckets, there's Kemba Walker, who I love. I can't believe that he's fallen out of the league, but that seems to be where Kemba Walker is. Uh, John Wall, not a reliable enough three-point shooter to fall into that area. Maybe he can get you some buckets in a short spurt if you need him. Basically, what you're looking for in the buyout market if he was available is an Eddie House type. And, I mean, this is by no means any kind of disrespect to Carmelo Anthony, but at this point in Carmelo Anthony's career, what he is is Eddie House, but a much better Eddie House. There was a short period of time where Kevin Love was available, and would Kevin Love have been a nice fit? Uh, maybe. I think the the Cavalier nostalgia fan in me of that 2016 LeBron team that beat the Warriors 
I would have liked to have seen Kevin Love reunite with LeBron James, but I mean the minutes are never going to be there. If the Lakers, if the Lakers pick up anybody, the minutes simply aren't going to be there for them to be any kind of an impact in the regular season. Maybe even less so in the playoffs. What I do think the Lakers should do is they should prepare for the future with these final roster spots because you've got Max Christie, you've got Scottie Pippen Jr., you've got Cole Swider, who have the NBA experience from having played this season already. And then in the G League, you've got guys like Jay Huff, who the the Lakers and the South Bay Lakers Twitter accounts love posting Jay Huff highlights. I know when we watched him in Summer League last year, Jay Huff is incredibly impressive. He's a seven-footer who can shoot. He's athletic. Is he ready or not? Like, I've been wanting to see him make the call, you know, get called up to the Lakers for a while because I think he's ready. And Twitter would certainly make you think he's ready, but maybe that's what Twitter does. Um, Personally, I think the Lakers should call up Devin Kennedy. He used to play in Orlando. He's To look at his basketball reference, he's got really limited NBA experience. But in his limited NBA experience, he's an absolutely lights-out shooter. And his NBA experience is limited by injury, but it's not limited by any kind of destructive injury like an ACL or like an Achilles. He broke his ankle. Like, it was a clean bone break. He recovered from that really quickly. He's been playing extremely well for the South Bay Lakers. I really like Devin Kennedy. I think I think he's ready. He's proven he's ready. He's got NBA experience. I think he would be great. So after tonight, though, where does that leave the Lakers? Well, the nice thing about the D'Lo injury happening tonight is even though the All-Star break just happened, the Lakers play tonight, then they have two nights off. <laughs> so really good really good to blow out the warriors tonight then it sort of extends the all-star break by almost another half week which is just fantastic but you've still got to worry about the standings and so there was 23 games left coming into into tonight now there's 22 the lakers are they're not looking to make the play in they're looking for that 6 seed And I love that they know that that's what they're going for. I love that they know what the clear goal is. You know, at some point, if you end up losing a few games, then you can adjust that expectation. But they want that sixth seed or better. And, you you know, you got to figure to go from 13 where they're currently at to six is kind of a leap. But to look at the standings, Dallas is currently six. At 31, at 31 and 29. Lakers are at 13 at 27 and 32. After tonight, that's going to be 28 and 32. And the Dallas Mavericks are also going to be 32 and 29. Like the Mavericks won tonight. But who's ahead of them? Golden State's ahead of them. They just lost to the Lakers. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City just lost. Portland. Portland just lost. New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans just lost. So of the teams that are ahead of the Lakers tonight, Pelicans lost. Minnesota didn't play. Golden State lost. 
Oklahoma City lost to Utah, who's ahead of the Lakers, and the Portland and Portland just lost. So five of the seven teams ahead of the Lakers just lost tonight, which is exactly what you want to see. You want to see the Lakers climb the standings. They're looking for that six seed. And, man, I hope they get it. Because the way LeBron has played this season, the way LeBron has played tonight, if they can sort of manage to get him that rest up until the playoffs and then unleash him, I trusted the Lakers roster before against most of the teams in the West. I trust this Lakers new roster against pretty much damn near anyone. Damn near anyone. That's going to do it for me tonight. Hope you enjoyed the solo episode. Didn't really go over any new information or unleash any kind of new statistics that might blow your mind, but I'm just excited about what I saw, and hopefully you guys are too. You can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at Ethos Lakers. You can follow Ethan on Twitter at Ethan underscore Noroff. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at JCDeLeon1. Until next time, we are out. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.